In this episode of Locked On Capitals, the Washington Capitals fall to the Toronto Maple Leafs by a score of 7-3, snapping a four-game winning streak. We talk about what went wrong in this game, why did the Capitals seem like they were coming from behind and just fighting off this team the entire way. They never really seemed to gain any traction. And then we talk about the games ahead. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome in to this edition of Locked On Capitals. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter at DanCaps218. You can find Locked On Capitals on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. So the game tonight was a tough one. Make no mistake about it. It was a tough game to watch. You know, I thought that the Capitals were going to keep rolling. They had that four-game winning streak. But I just want to look at it this way, that this was just a minor setback. Yes, I know you're looking at the score and go, Dan, a minor setback. It was 7-3. to I know. But everything in context, everyone that's listening, everything in context. Also, take a look at that Flyers game. That was also a huge win. If you watched Caps-Penguins, Road to the Stanley Cup, or whatever it was called, it was that great series on HBO back in the day, the the narrator said a team is never as good as they are at their high point and never as low as they are at their low point. So I'm paraphrasing, and I'm going to give you some contextual meaning for that. What I'm saying is the Flyers, during the Flyers game, the Capitals weren't quite as good as they appeared in that game, and the Capitals weren't quite as bad as they appeared in the game tonight. And what I mean by that is that there were just some fundamental flaws that went wrong. I don't think this whole team fell apart tonight, you know, for good. I just think that it was a fluke game. Like I talked about in these podcasts all week, the expectation that the Capitals will never lose a game again is unrealistic. I mean, if you watch sports, you should know that. And I know that the games like tonight are a little bit tougher to swallow because they were such huge losses. But giving credit where credit is due, the Toronto Maple Leafs outworked the Washington Capitals. There's no doubt about it. They were the better team. And on paper, I mean, they're lined from all the way from the top, all the way down. They don't have a lot of filler players on that team. They're pretty much all starters, grade A. You got Marner, Matthews, uh, just there's a ton of players on that team that are just grade A players. And they played very well. And they had some solid net minding, which has kind of been one of the Toronto Maple Leafs issues all season. Campbell played very well, so they won the game. And that's the way it goes. So the Washington Capitals have to regroup. You know, they still had that team meeting not long ago. I don't think they forgot everything they learned in that team meeting. I just think that they need to refocus. And looking at social media uh, shortly after the conclusion of the game, and it was all doom and gloom. The sky is falling. I told you guys not to believe in this team. It's really too much to bear, and I don't know why I waste my time going on social media because it's mostly all just that. You know, Sam Sonoff sucks. 
And that was one of the things that bugged me the most. And I know I've said some disparaging things about Ilya Samsonov tonight. But uh, to the people that watch the game, do yourself a favor and watch it back if you think Ilya Samsonov sucked. I don't believe he sucked. I think that Toronto applied heavy pressure, and I think the defense collapsed in front of him. The uh, goalie for the team cannot win the game for you. He sure can help, and he can help the team lose. But if you watch that game back, I watched the condensed game back already. Ilya Samsonov cannot, you know, take all the blame square on his shoulders for the loss tonight. It's just really not fair to him. There were a lot of defensive miscues. Now, I'm not going out there and saying that Ilya Samsonov didn't make any mistakes. But to say that he was the reason that the Capitals lost tonight is crazy. Take a look at the score, for example. What was it, 7-3 to three tonight? That means that the Washington Capitals were not getting enough scoring out there as well. So like I say, you can't really blame everything on Ilya Samsonov. I think that, uh, you know, he had some struggles out there, but I think that uh, I think that he overcame. Uh, Vitek Vanacek ended up coming in anyway, and he allowed a bunch of goals. So it kind of just shows you as a litmus test that it wasn't just Ilya Samsonov because Vitek Vanacek allowed some goals as well. So to start off the game, Sammy was a net, Ovi throwing his weight around early. And to start off the game, I thought, you know, things are going in a good direction. Ovi is pissed off out there and he's slamming people into the corners. We needed to see more of that tonight. If there's one thing that was void in this game tonight was a physical presence. Now, I know what you're saying. Tom Wilson got into a fight and Hathaway was being his typical sandpaper personality. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about across the board physical presence. I'm talking Dale Hunter hockey, dang it. And I think that that's what the Washington Capitals need to do. They need to get a little bit more Dale Hunter hockey and do them laying over in front of the pucks. Say what you will about Dale Hunter. You know, a lot of the players on the team didn't like him at the time, but, you know, he was telling even Ovi, you know, that was defense was a good offense with Dale Hunter, and he was all about a physical game. A little bit of that was missing with the Washington Capitals tonight. You know, I know that Peter Laviolette is a great coach, and I ha- I don't blame any of this on him. I You know, I just think that, honestly, I think that, you know, just being a, a solid assessor of self and your team, the Toronto Maple Leafs were just better, period. You don't need to overthink it. You don't need to start pointing fingers. The Toronto Maple Leafs were better tonight. That's it. Moving on. So the Washington Capitals have to move on and look at the Montreal Canadiens who they are playing. Taking a look at the game, Bunting gets his the goal to start it off. One to nothing. Leafs, Matthews, Marner assist. And there we go. There is that all-star lineup. Matthews, who is one of the top goal scorers in the league. He's a younger man. He probably will be for years. And Marner, Another guy out there. It's like an all-star team just on the Toronto Maple Leafs alone. Then Nylander's out there. He misses an open net. Leafs are applying the pressure pressure, excuse me, while the Caps are sleeping. You know, other than Ovi throwing his weight around, it kind of seemed like the uh, Toronto Maple excuse me, Toronto Maple Leafs hit the Washington Capitals so hard that for a while they didn't even know what hit them. You know? and, and later in the game, I'm quite convinced that that is why Tom Wilson dropped the gloves. If you watch the game, he was ready to drop his gloves. He did have his gloves off his hand before they even dropped the puck. He was pissed, and he was looking to change the tide. The Capitals might not win this game, but damn it, he was going to win the fight, and he did. So, I mean, just taking your victories where it was, I would say that uh, Tom Wilson won the fight in the game. Caps 0-1 on the power play. Then Nylander goal 
two to nothing Toronto. This is all in the first, by the way. Caps were bunched up and out of position. Campbell, the goalie, was calling plays, almost like a quarterback. Did you guys see that out there? If you take a look back on that one, right after the Nylander goal, the Capitals were all out of position. They were all bunched up in the left corner, and Campbell is pointing down the ice like there is an open lane right down the middle, and uh, he was right. They ended up scoring a goal. And this was the big part here of the game. This is what got everyone in Toronto all up in arms was Wilson's hit on Campbell. But if you watch the videotape back, he was shoved into by Muzzin. Toronto unbelieved it. did not believe that. No one in Toronto believed that. And I'm not really sure why. I know that sometimes when you're playing and you're watching your home team, you kind of uh, watch the game with blinders on. I'm sure I'm guilty of it from time from time to time myself, but it was a clear thing that Wilson hit Campbell, but he was shoved into by Muzzin. There's no mistaking about it. And the Toronto Maple Leafs did not get over that the entire game. And Tom Wilson was pissed off and arguing with the entire Leafs bench. Now, I'm surprised he didn't get into more fights, but I just think, you know, like I say, the Toronto uh, fan base is they love their team and they love hockey up there, but they were, they kind of totally missed the call. They were, they replayed it on the big screen there and no one was paying attention. And here's what I'm talking about. When I talked about earlier that the Capitals, you know, can place all the blame on Ilya Samsonov, the Caps only got four shots on net in the first period. How was that Ilya Samsonov's fault? I'll give you a couple seconds to think about it. Okay, so Ilya Samsonov had nothing to do with that. I mean, he did allow some goals. Those are on him for the most part, but the Caps only had four shots on net the entire first period. You think that had something to do with the score a little bit? Yeah, I think so. So then uh, Lilligren shoves Wilson down. He gets the penalty. Wilson is pissed. You know, Wilson was already pissed from before, but now he's really pissed off. And Lilligren was trying to come after Tom Wilson for some sort of retribution. And that is how we finished the second. Carlson gets a goal, two to one. So it was good to see the Capitals get back on the board. And, uh, you know, it was just a tough go of it, you know, and I just... Like I say, the Capitals just, they need to move on because they have no time to sit here and and think to themselves, woe is me. Um, So after the break here, I'm going to tell you what happened in the latter part of the game. But first, this is the time of year I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're so good. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yep, the Puffs too, 100% chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Ouch. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High-protein, low-cal, high-fiber. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
Thank you, Bilt. All right, before we get going on this next segment, I'm going to talk to you about Locked On Now. Locked On Now is Locked On's team of local experts. We'll break down every game, every night uh, during the week, and you don't need to go to the NHL Network or ESPN. We've got you covered at Locked On Now. So go to Locked On Now on all your major platforms and YouTube and be in the know when it comes to the Washington Capitals and the NHL at large. All right, in the second period here, we're going to get into it. You know, I'm just going to kind of break down this game for you because, you know, just uh, if you're just looking at the highlights, sometimes it's kind of hard to get a good read on it. And maybe you didn't, in fact, get a chance to watch the game. So I'm just going to kind of fill you in with what happened. So John Carlson gets a goal, 2-1 to Leafs. John Carlson cuts the Leafs lead to 2-1 to with his 15th goal of the season. This is the second time in his career with 15 goals and 50 assists in the season. The first defenseman in franchise history to accomplish that feat twice. And then Labushkin gets a goal, 3-1 to one Leafs. Nylander goal, 4-1. to one. Sammy gets pulled. Uh, defense collapsing in front. Caps are not scoring. Enter Vitek Vanacek. So it was 4-1. to one. And then they pull Ilya Samsonov because, you know, a lot of times coaches are just looking for a momentum change. I don't believe, I don't blame him. And then the fight, Wilson and Clifford fight. Wilson wins. You know, it was a back and forth fight. It wasn't just a total one-sided fight, but if you had to rate the winner, and I'm not saying it just because he plays for the Capitals, but Clifford had a mouthful of blood and Tom Tom Wilson looked pretty unscathed, I've got to say. Then Mikiev gets a goal, five to one, leaves a bunting goal, six to one. The wheels are falling off this game. Tom Wilson scores to cut Toronto's lead to six to two. That marks Wilson's fourth straight game with a point, three goals, two assists. So to all the people out there, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of them in Toronto that looked at him, especially with his behavior tonight, with him crashing the net and doing all this stuff that, you know, Tom Wilson's just a goon and all he is is a fighter. Take a look at the stats. They say otherwise. He's number three on the Washington Capitals and number one in your hearts for being just a really heart and soul player. Like I say, he's number three on the team and he has three goals, two assists. What else could you ask for out of Tom Wilson? Nick Dowd scores his ninth goal of the season to cut Toronto's lead to seven to three. Dowd has recorded four points, one goal, three assists over his last four games and is now one point shy of 100 career points. 44 goals, 55 assists. Trevor Ram, excuse me, Trevor Van Riemsdyk and Johan Larson earned the assist on Dowd's goal. Both players now have points in consecutive games. Larson one goal, two assists. Van Riemsdyk two assists. Wilson additionally has points in nine of his last 11 games. Wow. So just taking a look at that, you know, it was, I mean, just take a look at the scoring, take a look at the shots on net. It is clear to me to see why the Toronto Maple Leafs won that game. And, you know, you don't need to beat your head over it. And I don't think that Peter Laviolette really needs to to talk about it too much. It's just, you know, sometimes accidents happen. Sometimes you're off your game. Tonight was one of those examples that the Washington Capitals were just off their game. They got outworked. So the Washington Capitals need to regroup. You know, take a look at some of the film and try to figure out how they got outworked because, you know, the sad part of it is, is what if they were facing the Toronto Maple Leafs in round one? You know, I I think that, you know, that would be tough for the Capitals to come back from a stunning loss like that. But that's what I'm saying. You kind of just have to brush it off your shoulders. You can't think about it too much or you're just, you're going to lose. That's what's going to happen. And I think they have a strong leadership core in the Washington Capitals. And I think they will find a way to overcome 
As a matter of fact, I know they will. They have to. And if you take a look at their record, you know, just their things are going great for them. They had that four game winning streak. They, they won that huge game against the Flyers. And then they had those statement wins against Boston and Pittsburgh. It's not time for the Washington Capitals to feel down in the dumps just because they had an off game. If there's any solace there, it's going to be in the fact that they're playing the Montreal Canadiens, who I believe are the worst team in the NHL. It's really hard for me to say that because, you know, the Montreal Canadiens for years were a great team and they gave the Washington Capitals fits for many years. I mean, if you think back, oh man, I don't know, 10 plus years ago, it seemed like the Washington Capitals and the Montreal Canadiens, the Habs, um, they played each other quite often in this uh, in the playoffs uh, leading up to the Stanley Cup, and usually they gave the Washington Capitals fits, and most of the time the Washington Capitals ended up losing to the Montreal team, but that was many years ago and many players ago. So the Washington Capitals need to refocus as they head into playing Montreal. They, I mean, they don't have any time to lick their wounds and say, woe is me, um, because they don't want to fall into what you call a trap game those are the ones that I've talked about and is well known that, you know, you kind of go in there and you would just assume that you're going to beat your opponent. Well, let's, you know, get real here. The Montreal Canadiens, they're professional hockey players that have pride. They're not just going to just lay over and let you run them over. They're going to want to beat the Washington Capitals to play spoiler. They know that they have no dreams of going to the playoffs or the Stanley Cup. What do they have left to lose? Absolutely nothing but destroying the hopes of teams that are making their push for the playoffs. So Washington Capitals have got to be ready for this Montreal Canadiens team. I know what you're saying, Dan. Well, the Montreal Canadiens, they suck this year. And you're right, they do suck this year. But they've gotten better under the tutelage and leadership of Martin St. Louis. You know, I still don't really understand that story, how he got to be the coach. You know, he went from playing to coaching kids to getting a promotion as getting hired as the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. It all boggles my mind. I really, I don't understand it. It sounds like the script of a Disney movie, and maybe they will make a movie about that someday. So anyway, the Washington Capitals have got to be prepared for that team because, you know, they have a pedigree of winning in Montreal. Take a look at the rafters there. They've won some cups there. They know what to do. It's not going to happen for them this year, but it is a team that comes from a strong core of leadership. And I have no doubt in my mind that the Montreal Canadiens will be a good team in the future. And uh, so just you can't take any of these teams lightly. All right, after the break, we are going to talk about the games ahead. Yes, the Washington Capitals head out west, young man. We'll talk about those games after this. All right, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the ladies, excuse me, latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. And that, that's what it's all about. As you watch these, you know, sporting events and baseball season, season is starting, sometimes you don't have a lot of interest in some of those. I, for example, have a lot of interest in the Washington Nationals, as I'm sure a lot of you do, do as well. But if you want to make it more interesting, head over to Bet Online and put some money on one of these games, and it'll make it even that much more interesting for you. 
All right, in this final segment here, we are going to talk about the road ahead as the Washington Capitals head out west. So to the people that watch you know, the games and listen to them from out east, I would assume that most people that are listening to this podcast are from the east coast somewhere. So these are going to be some late games for you to watch as the Capitals next week head out west. They play Colorado on Monday, and uh, the Colorado Avalanche lead the league in points. And uh, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a late game. Uh, so, I mean, it's only going to be for the Hardy fans. The game doesn't start until 8 p.m. Central. I live in the Central time zone, so that's 9 o'clock Eastern. So those are going to be some difficult games for Washington Capitals fans to watch. But it's that really has nothing to do with anything other than the fan aspect. The Washington Capitals are going to have to be ready, and this is a proving ground for this team. They are playing the Colorado Avalanche, who lead the league in points. If you want a true test, that's it. I know that the game tonight gave the Washington Capitals fits, but the game on Monday will be equally as hard. So they're going to need to focus. They have that kind of, let's call it even a practice game against the Montreal Canadiens. And then the rubber meets the road for this Washington Capitals team. As they head out west, they play Colorado Monday and Vegas on Wednesday. It's going to be a tough test for this team. And then they conclude that trip on Friday as they play the Arizona Coyotes, a team that is kind of caught in limbo. They're going to be playing in a college arena next year that I think only holds like 5,000 people. So. They have a couple of those games coming up, you know, the Washington Capitals playing the Canadians on Saturday, and then they conclude that road trip uh, playing the Arizona Coyotes. Both teams are quite lousy this year, to be honest with you, but both of those teams are playing for jobs. And, you know, you, you saw, if you guys saw that Jay Beagle fight uh, in Arizona, what you were witnessing was frustration, frustration on the part of the Arizona Coyotes. They were getting their butts handed to them, and the players from the other team were kind of laughing at them, and they had had enough, and Jay Beagle snapped. And that's what I'm talking about in those kind of games. You watch them, and frustration builds. There is a lot of pride within an NHL player. It doesn't matter if you're playing on the first-place team or the last-place team. You are a person with emotions, and the emotions got the best of Jay Beagle, former capital, as you all know. And I would say one thing about Jay Beagle is it seems a bit uncharacteristic of him to kind of fly off the handle uh, to that extent. I was listening to the 32 Thoughts podcast. Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman were kind of talking about that as well. They said that the fight was going okay until the point where his body actually went limp and Jay Beagle kept delivering punches. So he kind of got into that crazy state of mind where he wasn't even putting up a fight. He, The guy that he was fighting did not even want to fight him, but Jay Beagle kept delivering hit after hit after hit. That is some frustration. That is some deep-seated frustration in that Arizona team. So it's tough on a lot, lot of these teams that are kind of, let's be honest, perennial losers. Take a look at the Arizona Coyotes. I don't think they've been in the playoffs and since like, I think like 2012 is what I saw. So it's been some time since they've, uh, they've even been to the playoffs period, but nine times out of 10, that Arizona team is horrible. And uh, the Canadians this year are not playing as well either. The Canadians aren't as bad of a team, but you know that's what I'm talking about. We know that Colorado is good. That is going to be a big challenge. The Vegas Golden Knights, who the Washington Capitals played in the 2018 Stanley Cup, the Washington Capitals being the victors in that case, there's still a lot, even though it's a different coaching staff and a lot of different players, different goalies, all this different kind of things, there is some still some of the players that are left there, and there's some bad blood 
uh, on the team and in the fan base. They hate the Washington Capitals because let's face it, the um, Vegas Golden Knights, the their inaugural season, uh, 2018, they were, you know, they were on top of the world. They made it to the Stanley Cup playoffs their first year in the league. That drew into question a lot of things was the draft and everything set up too much in their favor because take a look at them. I mean, I, that just doesn't seem right to me. I mean, good on the Golden Knights for making it to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Contrast that with the Seattle Kraken. I'm not really sure about the disparity there. Maybe it was just the luck of the Vegas scene that they ended up you know, getting the right players. But in any event, the Vegas Golden Knights... They have not forgot about the Washington Capitals and what they did to them in 2018. And even though we are some years removed from that uh, Stanley Cup, it has not been forgotten about. I mean, you take a look at the Washington Capitals and their in the and the teams that they have rivalries with. Take a look at the Penguins. How many years have they had rivalry with them? It seems like forever. And it seems like the Washington Capitals are generating new rivalries. All the time. It seems like there is going to be some bad blood between the Capitals and Toronto as they face them later this month. And you better believe that there's going to be a physical game out there. The Capitals are going to be pissed off and they are going to be out for blood as they face that Toronto uh, Maple Leafs team. Make no mistake about it. So that will be an interesting game to watch. That is later this month. And that is all for us gearing up to the Stanley Cup playoffs and the first round, it still has not been determined as far. I didn't check all the points and everything tonight and see who was playing. But as it stands right now, it's between Carolina and the Panthers in the first round for the Washington Capitals. Either one of those teams are formidable opponents, so there's no easy games there. And let's be honest, you don't want easy wins because the rubber meets the road at some point and you are going to play a tough team. So you better just get it out of the way right now. Just get used to it. Sharpen your teeth. You know, um, strengthen your resolve as you play these tough teams. I wish the Capitals would have played better against Toronto. The game tonight was unacceptable. You know, I I don't want to make excuses for the Capitals. I don't want to make mistakes uh, or excuses for Ilya Samsonov. But you know, they like I say, you just can't sit there and dwell on your failures. You have to look forward. You have to keep your eye on the horizon. The end goal for all teams is a Stanley Cup win. And that's what the Washington Capitals want. I know it seems like a far-fetched goal. You know, everyone on television says that this is an aging roster and they have, you know, their goaltending is so young and, you know, not a real determined commodity. You know, like I said in a podcast earlier this week, wouldn't it be great for the Capitals to prove everyone wrong? I think that, you know, just because they had this loss tonight, you know, just maybe have another meeting and say, hey, guys, you know, we had kind of an off night. Let's get it together for Montreal. Let's get it together for this West Coast trip, because this is the time that the Capitals could maybe move up a spot or two in the standings, depending on, you know, if how many games they win and the, uh, the opposing teams, how many games they lose. So the Capitals just need to keep their eyes on the prize, and that's winning the Stanley Cup. All right, this has been this episode of Locked On Capitals. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I know that sometimes these podcasts aren't as fun to listen to after your team loses, and sometimes they're not as fun for me to deliver when they lose. I would much rather have told you how great the Washington Capitals play, but that is not the way it goes. So the Washington Capitals have some big games coming up. They have uh, the Canadians this weekend, and I will talk to you about those games or the, the Montreal Canadiens game on Monday. Once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Have a great night, day, and a great weekend.